Welcome to Prickly and Blooming, hosted by Jesse Browning and brought to you by LaJoy Society. At age 35, Jesse theoretically adored her life. She was a mama to four children and owned multiple businesses with her husband. But without an ability to cope or care for herself, an isolating darkness crept in. Through reckless self-care, therapy, and lots of candor, Jessie found her joy again. She has created LaJoy Society to embolden others to do the same. Each week, we will meet a woman who has an authentic story to share. Undoubtedly, Jessie will be sharing her big heart, unusual life, and countless theories with you along the way. Now, here's Jessie. Hello, everyone. It's Wednesday, and I have Jackie Wickens here with me. Jackie is a real estate agent, a mother, a wife, a serial entrepreneur, you know, all these wonderful things. And I'm sure she'll tell us more about all those roles in, in her episode here today. Hello, Jackie. Hi. Some of those roles I'm better at than others. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So we kind of start off every episode with this, I call it the just not this moment, or the this can't be my life, or, you know, it's kind of this pivot moment. Um, sometimes it's forced upon you. Sometimes, um, you know, it, it's nothing really big, but sometimes it is, you know, when, when this woman was driving away from her house and just had that moment, you know. Anyway, Let's start there. Do you have a moment to tell us about where you you made a little pivot in your life? I feel like I have like two stages. A first that uh -huh. led me to the most recent one to like now. Like it was like this stage and then this stage. Cool. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you can't quite see my hand motions in a podcast, <laughs> but you can. Yeah, I can. <laughs> plateau, love, next plateau. Oh, I love um, you know, let's start with the first like chronologically. Tell us okay. tell us the first. So I went to school in uh, Bozeman, Montana, where we mm -hmm. still are now. And I got married in 2008. Knew my husband, oh, six months before we got engaged, or nine months. And we got married at, at like a year and two months after meeting. Um, and then I had been in and out of college. I worked like a bunch of construction jobs and waitressing and the sawmill is where I acquired my filthy mouth. I'll try to keep that in check. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't need to. Don't need to. <laughs> but um, so we got married and it was basically like many other people at, in 2009, which is funny. Um, the rug got pulled out from under us completely. And uh -huh. we, but we weren't established. We were newlywed. We had just bought a house. My husband lost his job. I just graduated college because it took me a few extra years, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. And then that started off basically, that was 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13. I would say just five years of trudging through shit, hell. Um, you know, growing up, my dad was also a serial entrepreneur and he was just like lived in boom bust cycles. But like as kids, mm -hmm. we didn't notice that. We always had mm -hmm. everything we needed um, and kind of a safety net through college too. So then we get married, 2008 hits. My parents are on the verge of losing everything. We just bought a house that we can't afford. We, we luckily were able to get that sold and then live in a condo my parents did have in town um, and just kind of like shelter, shelter in place, it felt like. But um, my husband's trying to build the recording, a recording studio business, a music business in town because there were no jobs. So he's like, I'm going to start a commercial recording studio slash music venue, which makes a whole lot of sense. Right. Mm -hmm. So he's trying to get that going, but that is a, that's an, it's a business. You don't really make money in a startup 
right away. And that actually took almost like 10 years to finally take off, which is crazy. I'm like, is he listening? Um, no, so that's I decide. <laughs> 10 years is a thing. Somebody told me that when we were first in business too, they're like, it takes 10 years. Oh my God. Right. Mm-hmm. Good. The things you, you're glad you didn't know when you started. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm pregnant with my son and, um, honestly just feeling like I was lacking direction and we had no money and they say, oh, if you're going to start in real estate, you should have a year's worth of income saved up. But that just was like not an option. But I knew one of my dad's things he did growing up, he, um, he was also um, a developer, a realtor, partner in a, a construction company. And so I got dragged around like every job site, always looking at property. It was just something that was kind of in my DNA. I really loved it. And I wanted to, I knew it was something I wanted to do. And the market in Bozeman in 2011 had started kind of like showing signs of life again. So mm-hmm. everyone told me I was nuts though. Um, super pregnant. They're like, oh, you just start like freaking out. And I'm like, no, I'm going to get my license. So we, I get my real estate license. I had to borrow 400 bucks from my, I'm one of my dad's credit cards that wasn't maxed out at the time because they had no money um, to pay for the online course. And then I borrowed 1200 bucks from my mother-in-law to get my licensing so I could actually mm-hmm. like, go show property. Um, but then things kind of progressively still got like worse financially for everyone around us like for a while um my parents had basically foreclosure notices on all the real estate they owned and were barely getting by anyways so i started selling real estate i got my first clients they were someone we knew through our music circle and they happened to be these this young couple that were cash buyers so it was like one of those like aha you felt like you got a sign that you maybe you're on the right path Uh (laughs) this is gonna be easy but while showing property of course um we, I ran out of gas like two times with these clients and I had to be like, oh, I just forgot to gas up. But like the reality was we literally had no gas money. You're like, I'm pre- pregnant brain. <laughs> yeah, no, I have. So I finally, so I got my license while I was pregnant and then I started right after my son was born. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it was like that new mom brain, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. blame it on yep, that. Yep, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was just like paycheck to paycheck. It was bleak. We were so in the hole and it was like, we just couldn't get ahead no matter what, even though I was selling real estate. So fast forward to my second baby, I'm pregnant and we have like a spring fed sister at our house and that, we, so I'm like eight months pregnant. Okay. Our mm-hmm. water goes out cause it's getting plugged with silt. We live in a Canyon. So at eight months pregnant, we're hauling water from the Creek to flush toilets cause we didn't oh have the God. time or the money to get the water fixed. And so my parents had a house, they had sold that condo and they had a house in Bozeman at the time. Cause there was like some time in between where things got a little better and then they got a little worse again. So we're like, okay, we're just going to move into that basement in my parents' house. And then after we have the baby, I can, we can move back in. We'll get the water fixed. Everything will be fine. We just kind of locked it up and checked on it. So while we're in that house, so, okay, I have to tell you too that my dad, he's like a real estate guy too. So he's always like buying, just making deals happen. So he actually had owned the house we were living in at the time. We've since Mm -hmm. bought it from him and, and his, but he had tied like a tiny note to this house that we were in at the time Mm -hmm. to the other property. So we're moved in to their basement as we're moved in eight months pregnant. They put a foreclosure notice on that door of that house. It's better. And so little did we know also because that tiny note was tied to this house, there's a foreclosure notice on our house that we think we have to go back to. Um, So they're both getting put on the auction block. Um, 
never waste a good crisis. I did list the house and eventually get it sold. But in, in that time, my mom comes out and says, hey, um, I, she comes out because I'm about to have a baby. She's going to help me have, you know, with mm-hmm. the new baby. And real estate was really busy and I was exhausted. We were just going full force because basically I hit the ground running with real estate and never slowed down. I was like, I, I just have to do this. So she picks me up from work one day. She had my truck. She's like, I have really bad news. I'm like, what's that? She's like, uh, I have to go back to Michigan. I'm like, well, what's going on? She's like, your dad just found out he has a golf ball sized aneurysm in his aorta. And he's a ticking time bomb. He's, they told him, like, don't lift a jug of milk. Um, he has to have open heart surgery on your due date, which was July 1st. I was like, fucking Ooh. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and I had had a weird premonition about him for, like, a year. I kept telling my husband. I had this, like, weird feeling at my brother's wedding, which was a year before. I had that thought in my head. I said, this is going to be our last family photo of all of us together. And I mm-hmm. said to Jason, I said, there's something not my, there's something wrong with my dad and he had had like a heart surgery from like a defect like years ago um but they had fixed it but that same issue is what ended up causing this so i just said i think there's something wrong with them like just say some prayers like i, I felt like we just i just had that premonition so mm-hmm. part of me was relieved because i'm like that's what it was done but then the reality set in that um he could drop dead he could not survive this surgery where they flatline you for 12 minutes mm-hmm. um and I'm too pregnant that I can't get on a plane and fly right now. And my doctor's like, I can induce you. And I said, you don't know, like, let me just see what happens. So I had my daughter, we were at the studio at a concert. I'm like, we have to go. We're having a baby tonight. So anyways, I had my daughter exactly one week early. <laughs> then we also still had no money. So I was like, what are we going to do? So we loaded up the car with a five-day-old baby and started driving, actually a three-day-old baby. Because her pediatrician was like, if this were my dad, I would go, that, this is not a, something, this is a huge deal. This is a really scary surgery. It's a big problem. So I was like, okay. So we get to Billings and my dad calls and he goes, and this was the night before his surgery. He goes, I'm going to have a fucking heart attack knowing you're in a car with your newborn baby driving to Michigan. And I was like, just, I'll scrape up cash. I'm going to get you guys tickets. So sure enough, he, we drive back to Bozeman. We get a flight out the next day. That gets delayed 12 hours in Minneapolis because of a mechanical problem almost gets canceled. I'd literally just given birth. I've got a two-year-old. I was just like, you know, basically sobbing mess. Anyways, we go to Michigan. Um, my dad survives the surgery. Oh my God. There's even another funny part of this. While between the surgery and finding out about his, about his heart thing, their house was for sale in Michigan. Cause as I told you, like everything was like falling to the shitter. They have, a family come look at their house and they bring their grandmother and the grandmother falls and breaks her femur in the no. house while my dad's there. Cause he's like, yeah, you can see it, but I can't leave. Like I, you know, yeah. And he's like, fuck, no. I can't do anything. This woman's laying like in his band room, you know, they didn't get sued. They got grandma out of there. Dad didn't have a heart attack. So we get to Michigan, you know, he survives the surgery. And the thing I love, I have a photo from my dad coming home from the hospital and him holding uh, my daughter Nellie for the first time. And I like love that photo so much because it reminds me like even amidst like chaos, the darkest times, there's always something to be thankful for, right? I was like, right. well, look at that. We're all together. Everything's falling apart, but our family's all here. My dad survived and here we are. But one of those things like this is a bright spot for me is that I realized like one, we didn't need our house to be tied to his business decisions anymore. So I figured out how to work that out. I got the house cleared off of that. Um, I did. So I I listed their house, got that sold, cleared this note. It was like literally like 48 hours before it was supposed to get auctioned that it cleared. So anyway, so stressful. Holy shit. So we buy, so we get into this house, but that, that was sort of my moment where I'm like, boy, 
I just need to work my ass off and make sure that we never go back to that place again. Cause this was just like years of struggle. My husband worked nights and I had this new baby and we were, um, we couldn't even afford to like have our cable television at that point. So I was just like home alone at night and he was depressed and basically coming home drinking every night for freaking three years. And it was like so isolating and lonely and dark. And that was like me. I remember sitting on my couch going like, how is this my fucking life? How's this my life? You know, um, I have a husband who comes home and doesn't even acknowledge me because we were both going through our own shit. And of course that caused some issues, which led to marriage counseling later. But as you know, um, it's, it's takes two. So I can look back and like forgive him because we were, that was his coping mechanism. And mine was probably just being a raging bitch and workaholic. (laughs) (laughs) So we get to, we get through that. And real estate starts going really, really well um, for for me. And we big step was clearing this house. I was like, okay, so the bright spot of all that was I somehow through all that, I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can take care of myself. I can take care of my family financially. Um, we don't need that stress. So I basically just like put my nose to the grindstone. Even after my daughter was born and we got back from Michigan, it was like breastfeeding for 11 months taking her everywhere with me with clients. I remember like my mom drove to one sh- client meeting with me and poor Nelly had been in the car just screaming. And I just remember coming out and I would just be like in tears because I was so exhausted, so exhausted. So I worked myself to the bone of pure exhaustion because I didn't want to go back to that place. But the only way for me that I could like get up every day and this is like where I get choked up because the only way I could do it was to, um, basically just like put the blinders on and numb out everything. And I feel like I didn't feel anything for like three years, you know, like, yes. cause if, I, if you slowed down, like, are you going to be able to get up and keep going? Because I was so fucking tired, so tired. Mm-hmm. And I just never wanted to go, go back. And my husband at that point, he still like, wasn't able to financially contribute to the family with what he had going on. Um, he, but you know, in his defense, he, he was with the kids too. So he was more like the stay at home dad at that point. But I also like built up a shit ton of resentment because of that over time, you know, Mm -hmm. and I can see it in a different light now that we're through it. But at the time I was just like, again, how is this my fucking life? Like, I'm glad we can pay the bills. We're moving forward. But like, I, uh, I want to be a mom and I'm not being a mom. Like I don't get to like be with my kids and enjoy them. And then I felt like I like, you know, like I miss them being babies and I miss that whole thing. And I don't even remember it because it was so stressful and go, 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 go. Ugh. And, and that's like for me, one of the things I need to, I, I, ha- I always work on letting go of is like or trying to is, you know, I was just trying to survive at that time. But it's like, shit, I feel like s- sad. It's not even guilt. I just feel like sad that I missed it. Like people are like, oh, don't feel guilty. I'm like, it's not guilt. It's just like, that's time you don't get back with your kids, you know, mm-hmm. at that age. But anyways, so real estate's going well. And then we get an opportunity to have a TV show, which is like another like, what the hell opportunity. <laughs> so on top of like running the real estate business, being a mom, being the one that cooks, being the one that does the groceries, like ever all the things and mm-hmm. never even being able to like sit down and take a breath. They're like, here's this TV show opportunity. And again, I'm like, yes, because any opportunity to like make sure it was something that could help our family, I'd do it. So um, my business partner and I, who has her own episode of this podcast, Tracy, yep. yes. uh, we start filming 
this, it starts with like a sizzle, then it moves into a um, pilot. And then if the pilot gets picked up, you get a series. So we end up with like a series of eight episodes that are renovations. Hers, she has the design background and I have the construction. So now we add filming from nine <laughs> to six at night on top of trying to do real estate. We ended up hiring one gal to help us show property. Holy crap, for a year. This would have been like 2018 into 19 when we were filming. And um, once again, just like, oh my God. I, I remember like I'd be at the dinner table and I would be dizzy. I, I'd be like, I, I'm, I just have to like go lay down on the couch right now. I feel like I'm going to faint. And it was just like exhaustion. And even though filming was super fun, it was just nine, nine more hours a day for a year straight that I wasn't with my family, but I also still had to figure out how to get the real estate stuff done because that's what was really feeding us still. And, um, and also how to go to the grocery store and get the meals on the table and get the laundry done and clean the house and all the fucking things that like, you know, this is, this is what I, uh, I look at, I'm like, man, in the 1950s when we all be housewives, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that expectation of women doesn't seem to have changed now that we also are picking up most of the workload. And it's like, mm -hmm. fucking hey. Uh -huh. I mean, it's intentional. My husband's not like a chauvinist, but you know, he grew up on a ranch where his mom did that stuff and his dad was always outside working. So it's just your normal, you know, so it took like years of training. To yes. <laughs> yes. On board, which he's, he's, he's great, you know, but it's just, yes. we're just expected to do it all somehow. And, and that's kind of was my next breaking point. And this one was like way more recent. My, my husband's businesses took off, you know, live from the divide. It's a, um, you can stream online um, the concerts and things that we do there if you're interested. And then he got a job for this hotel that's being built in Bozeman, doing all the um, running the music venue and doing all the booking for that in there. And that's salary. And when he landed that, I don't know how to describe it other than it was like a switch flipped in me where I think it was the first time I took a breath in seven years. And I and I was having a particularly stressful work week. Like my biggest challenge is probably speaking up for myself. Believe it or not, you, you probably feel like, Oh, you know, you're chatter, but it's like, I have a really hard time. Like no. I don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't want to uh, let them down. Uh -huh. So I'll just like, it. Oh, so I'd had like a series of a couple things where I definitely got taken advantage of and mm -hmm. I spoke up for myself. And then the reaction I got out of these people who I thought I, actually trusted and was like, maybe they just didn't see it that way. It was, oh my God, this business is hardened you. How can you reduce this to just business? And um and wow, you're really, you're really acting, oh, what do they say? You're you're not being yourself or something like that. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? It's because you have no idea how much I have on my shoulders and I just can't take it anymore. And I wasn't even a bitch. I just was like, hey, this doesn't seem fair. Here's why. And this is my deal and here's how it's going to be, you know, which I've never done before. So anyways, fast forward like a week after that week, my husband gets this job and I just completely lost my shit. This was in November. It wasn't that long ago. I like hit the ground of, um, I got off the phone with this one particular person business wise. I hit the ground in our living room and like literally guttural screamed. I scared the shit out of my kids, my daughter, I was like, I couldn't stop myself. I was just like, it was like everything was coming out. It was like a pressure valve released. Uh -huh. And I was just sobbing on and off for like probably a week, like sobbing. It was, I, the only way I can describe it is I had stuffed everything down for so long. And, and like I said, didn't feel numbed out mm -hmm. in the minute I let my, 
self go, oh my gosh, you might have some help. This isn't all on you. It was like it all just started coming. It out. all just the dam. Yeah. It was like a dam let loose. And we had and we had done like marriage counseling last year, like prior to that, because this stuff takes a toll on a marriage. Like it was just like we weren't mm -hmm. connected. I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't connecting with anybody around me. My kids, I was just like a you were in survival mode for so survival long. Mode for so long that that was my normal. Right. Do you watch The Walking Dead or did you ever watch The Walking no, Dead? No, but I okay. but. There's there's this one character and you know they're obviously living through a zombie apocalypse and <laughs> she and it, it, it's been that's so funny. I'm like I had to ask because I'm going to tell you this. Her her whole thing and she would write on like the trees or I forget what she would leave this message was JSS and it was just survive somehow. Oof. Mm -hmm. right? You were you were in JSS and like yes. This this um it's amazing that all it took was like one thing shifting, like him getting that job. And it was like, boom, it's all like, what a crazy, awesome, like catharsis. Yes. Because um, I literally could describe this as a nervous breakdown and I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh my God, I feel insane. Like so out of control. Mm -hmm. And then once it kind of stopped, I was like, Oh, I actually feel so much better. I said like all the things that I needed to say. I I just let out all that like energy that was, I was up. like yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like, oh my God, I don't have to be in survival mode. And so that kind of led to me feeling like, well, what the hell is going on mm -hmm. in me? Like what what are these things like for me, I'm like, okay, hard time speaking up. I don't know how to ask for help when I need it. And I don't mm -hmm. like to. I feel I have that mentality that nobody's going to help me for some reason. So I just better do it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, in it, around, I don't know if it was at that point, Tracy and I officially teamed up our businesses, like where we are partners, partners, probably a little bit before that. Um, we kind of transitioned actually it was right about that time. And then we also moved real estate brokerages because where we were at had no support. They were good people, good brand. Mm -hmm. Um, but we were busy enough. Like we just needed help from the business. We, from the company we were working for. And I'll tell you that that shift of just having someone in my business, like Tracy, that I trust. And she's like a soulmate friend to me. Like it just was an instant, like we just clicked and it's so easy. And I know everyone doesn't have that and it can be hard to find business partners, but realizing that I had like a best friend and someone who thoroughly understood my life. Cause she's a mom, a working mom and kind of in the same boat, a husband's, you know, who kind of has different jobs here and there too. That was like the first big shift for me where I was like, wow, I have support from someone right within here. If I can't go show property, she can, vice versa. It took off a little bit of that like constant, like I don't know if, if you're not in real estate, it, it's a constant pull. Your phone's always ringing. Someone always needs you. People text you at 11 o'clock at night. Even though there's no real emergencies in real estate, like it's always urgent for people on the other end. And if you you have this mentality, if you don't respond, you're going to lose that business. And mm -hmm. if you lose that business, you lose it forever. Someone else gets it. So it's like this really horrible cycle, you know, mm -hmm. and bad, then, bad boundaries. Oh yeah. And boundaries are my other issue. Weird. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that down. And one of the things you're talking about when you said, um, you know, the moments where you stopped and said, wait, this doesn't work out for me. I was like, Oh, you're exercising boundaries. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. In that breakdown. That's what I, I'll tell you what I said word for word. I said, our business is going well, you know, like we're finally like making money. I said, but if this is how I feel inside, none of this means anything to me. What does it all mean? It's all pointless. And I was just like sobbing as I was saying it. I'm like, I can't feel this way forever. Cause I'm not gonna, it just doesn't feel good. 
it's lonely yeah. and it's hard. And I, and then part of that for me too, in all honesty was I told my husband, I don't even know if I want to be married anymore. I don't know if I, I just wanted to run uh-huh. from everything because I just was so overwhelmed and in that survival mode for so long, you know? Yep. So, yeah. so I started with the business stuff, getting to a company that's supportive. We work for an amazing brokerage now, Coldwell Banker actually, and they're incredible. The support they offer their agents is like, I just didn't even know this was possible. We have contract coordinators and marketing help. And I'm like, all of a sudden I have free time again, you know, oh. time to start with my family. So I'm like, whoa, I can like go to counseling. I can right, go right. to yoga more often. I can. So then I started this switch of like, okay, I need to focus on what's going on inside of me now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. not these external things. What the hell is right. my problem? Yeah. That's usually my, that, that, that you relate into like, what would be my next question is like, what got you to that day? You know what I mean? Like, are you, are you able to identify, like, I think you have already, you know, it's like one, the mom martyr, we, we do it all. We beat all, we, you know, we cook, we clean, we shop, we have the permission slips ready for the fucking field trips. You know what I mean? Like that whole in the morning. Yes. Everything. Yeah. We have in our mental inventory. Do you know, oh my God, there's this podcast I listened to, um, it was called Modern Love. It, it doesn't do any new episodes anymore, but it's an old one. Um, and this woman was telling a story about she was, I think I remember she was sick or out of town, but she just wasn't doing the mom stuff. Like, I think uh-huh. she was really, really sick is what it was, oh. like in bed, you know, and her husband said, well, where's the list? And she said, I am the list. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's like the perfect, like breaking bad mom. I yeah. am the list. Oh, my God. There, I it's it's so here. Much. Yes, I, I am. I get accused of that. My husband will be like, I'll be lying in bed. And I'll be like, oh, and tomorrow? And then we got to do this. And he's like, calm the fuck down. I'm like, I can't. I have lists running through my head all the yeah. time. Like, this is how I stay. This is how I don't drown. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Oh, God. I am but the it's like, it's, Yeah, I am the list. It's not like, she's like, there's not some lists existing somewhere. It's all in my head, you know? Oh. You know? And it was a great moment for him to realize. He's like, oh. She's like, I just know that we're out of peanut butter. I just know that, you know, the toilet bowl cleaner is almost gone. I just know. Like, you just know. And it's, you know, and uh. I, I can identify all this, but yes. like, I think I'm not the only one who now, okay, we can identify this now. Like, our generation has gotten to like, okay, we're doing too much. Like you said, the yeah. 1950s housewife. Okay, we're doing too much. But then it's how do we put this stuff, you know? Reel it back. How do in. we put it? Yeah. How do we, well, you know, get done. you still need the yeah. peanut butter in the freaking cupboard. And yes, yes. Yeah. 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 The permission slip still needs to get back to the fucking teacher. You know, all that stuff. And so that's what I, that's where I I'm know. at. Sometimes is- I feel like such a deadbeat when I'm like, oh my God, I, the <laughs> front office lady at the school is like, don't forget. And I signed you up to help with this at this, because I know you probably didn't see the email and I love you. And I'm like, oh, thanks Michelle. Like she looks out for me because she knows I'm kind of a hot mess. <laughs> she <knows. laughs> She's like, I know my, I know my working moms. I got to give them a little nudge. Um, oh yeah. And she's a single mom, mama too. So she gets it. <laughs> Oh, then she for sure gets it. Yeah. So tell me, um, how, okay, you've mentioned a few, like you said, you went to, I, I, like, I need, I feel like we talked a little, no, let's go back to that. What else can you identify, like, got you to that point, you know, that now looking back, you're like, oh, this is where the work I needed to do, or you're still working on, I've, you know, we mentioned bad boundaries, mom stuff, anything else? You know, I think. Um, People pleasing, is that? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, achievement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, you know, I, the achievement thing for me is like, 
it's really just like, it's not even like I have these, like, I had a hard time with my, like, we have business coaching now and I'm like setting financial goals. Well, why would you do that? Like, <laughs> pay the bills, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm, it made me so uncomfortable. And then I'm like, oh, that's what other people do. But yeah. so me, the achievement isn't so much financial. It's just like, it's, it was still like my brain was survival. So, so now I've got this like extra time because I figured out how to clean up my work life a little bit. Um, I also like cleaned up like our financial stuff together with my husband when he got his job, like a switch flipped in his brain where he's like, okay, we can get on top of this stuff. So like, I'm starting to like, things are getting organized. There's less, it's like, I lived in a pure chaos because that was also where normal as a kid. Like my dad's kind of a chaos creator. So that, yeah. I thought that was normal. So yes. all of a sudden this chaos starts becoming more organized chaos. And I'm like, oh, I have a little bit of time to you know, do this, or I don't, I'm not going to feel bad if I go to yoga at seven in the morning and mm -hmm. he's got to make lunches, get the kids mm -hmm. out the door. Like he'll survive. I make the dinners, he'll survive. Yeah. So I started like, cause in that time I always have been like an exerciser, like a weightlifter or, you know, I just, that's my only release. Like we said, I'm not, I, I mean, trust me, I'll, I'll get drunk and I'll put, I'll put back <laughs> light when I have the opportunity, but that's not my everyday coping mechanism. Like I have to like move and like expel some energy to feel good. So when that stops, I'm really in a bad way. Um, yeah. So I was like, I got to start like getting on that again. So I started doing, I'm like hot yoga actually. And it, and I always thought yoga was like going to be too foo-foo. Like, oh, you don't move enough. Holy shit. It's so shit. my favorite mm -hmm. thing ever. Yeah. I, it's so funny. I've been doing yoga for five years now and I haven't gone to hot yoga because there wasn't one in Marfa before, but now there's where I am so now, I there's hot yoga. Hot in Marfa. Nobody wants to go yeah. to the hot room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but there is here and it's something that I just haven't done yet. Okay. The first class is at like 5.45 in the morning or something, the yeah. only hot yoga class. And I was like, no, I can't do that. That just seems masochistic. Yes. Like, <laughs> But I will. I, that is that's when I have to say that as a goal. So I need to try the hot yoga. And um, I have but, Pilates too. So that became my like physical workout. Thing. And it's like, yeah, but I it, and it took like some time for me to like, oh, okay, this is like really like whole mind body stuff because my mind never slows down. But it but that gave me an opportunity to sit in a dark room where I didn't have to like chit chat it up with, you know, so-and-so from the gas station that also lifts weights at six at night. You know, like the gym stuff. It's like somebody just want to like, not be bothered. I like that mm -hmm. about yoga. You say hi in the locker room and then you're just like, boom, do your thing. Um, it's like that hour mm -hmm. of like just silence. Like let your brain do something else other than make lists for a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. There's that. And then another like kind of cool thing. This is like where I'm, I'm doing all the things I used to be like, what does that do? Nothing, you know? So yeah. my next door neighbor, who was like another like kindred spirit who just, they called up from Boulder. They were looking for a house. They wanted to move to Montana. And, um, just cold called me. I think they actually saw one of our TV shows when Teresa and I did this other show called Living Big Sky. And then they end up um, end up selling them the house next door to me. And we live up in this little canyon. So they've become good friends. And she's an acupuncturist and does like mm -hmm. energy work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. and, Reiki maybe? Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I started, um, I started doing um, some acupuncture with her. And I didn't think it would like, I was like, I just don't know like what to even expect. It's so weird. It's like this is... I've done the talk therapy stuff where you like talk through your problems. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for me, it was such a difference to like, I literally felt like I, my body was holding on for dear life just mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. for so long that that released something for me where I never felt that like clear headed or light. I don't even know how to describe it. So it was like another thing. Okay, I want to try it. <laughs> you should like look around. I, I think it's like cool to mm -hmm. talk to someone who does like the um, 
not just like traditional, but like kind of weaves it in with like the whole energy thing too, because I started reading a little bit about like energy blocks in your body and how you hold store emotions. Like it's all energy. If it, 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 it goes somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. And I know like I, Hold my shoulder. You had that day. Oh yeah. God, yeah. And and, yeah. The, and the masculine <laughs> side of my body, by the way, everything in acupuncture for me hurts like ten times worse on this side. Of my body. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. This reminds me of um, EMDR, which is that um, therapy. You know, have, have I. Oh, I can't remember what the EMDR stands for, but I've done it, and it's it's so trauma processing, and you're stimulated. Of your like, the way I've done it is you hold like a little, you know, like a little paddle but it's only like this big you know uh -huh. um, a little paddle in each hand and so when you're discussing like in a, in a talk therapy, therapy environment and you're going into the trauma you hold them and then there's also the therapist does like their part you know, um yeah. like, okay we're gonna do this and so it, there's something about stimulating your right and your left and it actually moves that shit out it is, it started in Colorado, like in the seventies and it got huge traction in the last like 15 years, EMDR. And, um, like I, I, I could talk, you know, as much as I yeah. wanted about this traumatic event that happened, but like something about just that, it's yes. the right left lane stimulation it moved it out. Like I, mm -hmm. I remember being like, mm -hmm. all right, <laughs> you know, yes. like, I yeah, so I'm. That's why I'm like, oh, I'm. Yep, I'm gonna write I this down. I felt like I like sure. woke up. I felt like I like woke mm -hmm. up and I was like clear and I, I like look at all these things going on around me. It was like nothing had like you said moved it out, and it was cool because like we talked about like letting yourself feel the stuff that's gonna come up and out and letting it go. And it's like I did. I would maybe I was like exhausted for the week after my first session. Like could not get out of bed. Exhausted almost like. I just wanted to wow. sleep and I let myself, I was like, screw it. I'm going to like give myself a break from working out and doing all the things. Cause I felt like it was like a healing kind of going on. And like, I'm mm -hmm. like, am I even talking about this? Like for real? I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, Oh, I just, you know? I have this whole, like, I thought yoga was so fucking stupid before. Me I, too. I, was like, I can't believe I'm going to go to yoga, but I was living in a small town. It was a gym and a yoga studio. I was like, okay, what are you going to do? If you're going to get off yeah. your ass and change your, change your life, what are you going to do? No, same thing. Uh, even drinking sparkling water, I thought was stupid. You know, yes. <laughs> you know? like this whole time, you know, all these things, everything that I thought was stupid. Yeah, I like, made fun of all these people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Now I'm I'm one of them. I'm like, oh, really? Is this um oh those what what are you what are you reading? What's that journal you got? What you know? <laughs> totally. Like, oh, the same. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, like same. Oh, what what are those spirit animal cards you have there? <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. Yeah. That's yeah. What it feels oh like. yeah. Kind of a spiritual awakening, if I dare say I so myself. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I same thing. The more that I think that I, I think something is is dumb immediately. <laughs> I th actually think it's the more I'm actually going to love it yes. <laughs> when I get to the point oh, where I'm I like, know. okay, fine, I'll try it. But dude, it's like that's stupid because it's just enough yeah. out of your comfort zone that you know it's going to like hit you in the yes. place that you're like trying to not expose because they're raw, you know? Yeah, uh, and we have some sort of story about the people who do that thing. Yeah. You know, like a friend of mine is a fellow podcaster. She has a um, CrossFit. That's what she was like. I thought it was dumb. I thought it was going to be like a motorcycle gang or something. And they were going to be so up. mean. And the worst people, you know, she had all this whole story in her head about what it was going to be like. And now she's like, oh, my God, they're the nicest people. And it's the best, most supportive environment I've ever been in. I love it. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Like we tell ourselves these fucking stories. 
Yeah. And and then it keeps and us it from, like, you from like healing or doing the things uh-huh. that you should do. Yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, that's and, like, you know, right online, like whatever it takes, try it, do it. If it doesn't work, okay, mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. do something else. Mm-hmm. But don't like mm-hmm. deal with your shit, though. You know, like yeah. one way or another, you're gonna be a better mom, better wife. You're gonna feel better. You're gonna connect to others around you more. You know. Mm-hmm. Whatever it takes, it's worth it. <laughs> Promise. Right. right. Yeah. You'd mentioned couples counseling. You did that for a little while. And do you do it yourself too? Are you able to go to individual so counseling I, now? Also, so I found this counselor who's kind of mm-hmm. cool. And the other, okay, so the other thing I just started doing, but now with COVID-19, no touchy touchy. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Called rolfing. And it's part of the energy uh-huh. work. And it's like the whole theory is that you store in the fascia, the traumas, and then you need to move that out because it actually physically inhibits the way your body's supposed to move and all this stuff. So like this counselor I found works like in that realm with like, um, she's like all about the acupuncture and the Ralphing. And she turns out like she goes to the same gal who also I sold a house to. It's like weird. It's like the universe drops these people into your life. And I'm like, what are they trying to tell me? So I'm like, okay, I'll try your woo woo thing yeah 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 anyways i've got like this counselor now for me that's a different approach than like the couples counseling we did but i like it because it's in line with all these things that i'm like it's out there i'm gonna do it you know Mm -hmm. she's like Mm yes same do you want to do mushrooms i'm I'm kind of like yeah kind (laughs) of we'll get there we'll get there yeah we'll get there (laughs) microdosing yeah oh my goodness so oh shit but yeah, so counseling now. So, but, but the the therapy we did as couples was like emotionally focused mm-hmm. therapy, EFT, mm-hmm. um, which is where I made my introduction with the, from my therapist with Brene Brown. Um, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. But, you know, it was good because for me, it was like, we did, I just wasn't talking at all. I just didn't talk about anything that was like, I, I just didn't want to open up a can of worms and have to deal with it at that point because. Like, you really love to bottle it up and keep going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then have explosive anger. My explosive anger is like pretty much gone now. That's the crazy thing. Ask my husband. I I only had one emotion. It was anger. You know, I was either like almost like a control freak because I was trying to control anything I could because everything else felt out of control. And also just like anger. It would just be like, there's addition to this thing. Clearly, you don't love me. Like catastrophic. Right. right? Oh, God. So that that was good for us to get talking and like kind of like connected again. And we did that and it was good. We kind of got on a good path. But then again, like just the work stuff again to that moment back in November where I just lost my shit. Um, Mm -hmm. The switch for me though was that things in my marriage are never going to get better if I don't work on myself. And that was like Mm -hmm. where I had like this like, oh, aha moment this time. I was like, this stuff isn't just him or versus me. It's like, if you're not like feeling good or whole or like figuring out like why you have certain behaviors or react a certain way, like mm-hmm. there's no, you're only going to get so far with your marriage, you know? 100%. So, and my husband kind of dove into his own thing too, just by chance of like working on himself. And it's been better than couples therapy because now we're both like, we just come to each other and talk now, like in a way we didn't before, because it's like, Oh man, this happened and now I'm feeling this way. And it, it it's, was a totally different approach and caught me totally off guard. I didn't expect that to be the result of all this. And honestly, I didn't even realize that I was starting to go down this path. Like I said, these people just kind of got dropped in my life and I started taking this approach because it seemed to make and sense like, to me. Saying yes. Like, sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. 
What do I have to lose? My anger right. and <laughs> self-hatred. Resentment. 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 <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of cool. That's that's the difference. Like I definitely think couples counseling is great and it's good. But if you're not actually going deep in and also working on just what's going on in here and yourself, it's you only get so far. And I not very humble, my humble opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I completely agree. <laughs> and I noticed that I'm, I've read this online somewhere and now, you know, I'm like, oh, I remember reading this. It's like when you have started here and you start changing all the things, it ripples out. Yes. You know, it ripples out to work. It ripples out to friendships. It ripples out to, you know, marriages and children and parenting. And like, it really is. It's all like in this epicenter here, once it starts, the change totally. and, I, and I see that like I mean for better or worse sometimes you know like yeah sometimes there, you there have are, to kind of shake the boat though yeah yeah know? and sometimes it's there's painful. you kind of let go let go of people and things and places and jobs yeah. and whatever you know like and it all reverberates from the beginning at the center you know and that totally. was totally yeah you so you mentioned epicenter. yeah you are the epicenter you mentioned Brene Brown. You were a student of Brene Brown. <laughs> oh, I like to watch her talks and do a little yeah. bit of reading. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that like, I love to ask people like what the tools were like in this process, like you've mentioned yoga and exercise. Like I love to share like what, what does work for people, you know, journaling, meditation. What, what are the things that you have in your toolbox and who, you know, who are your influences? Like, yeah. You know, are you a huge Oprah person? I don't know. Tell me. She is. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, that's why I was in my head. Yeah. I've gone down like the weird YouTube rabbit hole. Like I've been like, I like doing like the meditations at night um, or like prayer or calming music, like just kind of like giving my brain a rest every day if I can. And that's just calming and I sleep better. Um, Brene Brown, she did a talk that I really liked about shame. And I think mm -hmm. like for whatever reason, like when you feel like you're not living up to being the best mom, the best wife, the best version of yourself, then you just like load yourself with buckets of shame for like sucking at everything, but it's only because you're like trying to do everything. So I got a lot out of like her viewpoint on shame. It's like, I, you kind of have to just let that shit go because yep. it's not, it's not doing you any good. And what's there to be shameful about when you're really just trying to do your best. You, you just kind of have to let go of, <laughs> you know, yep. I don't know. That's, that's, uh, yeah. So I like that one. Um, I like that one. Sounded really educated. Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. That one's a good um, one. Yeah. And just, um, I started reading the power of now. I sound like such a hippie dippy. Uh, like for me, the biggest goal out of all of this that I said, the reason I'm wanting to fix this or like the reason I need to like work this to is I just never felt present in my own life the past five years, because it's the lists in your head and the work and everyone pulling you 10 different ways. And more than anything, I just wanted when I'm in my home or with my family, I wanted to be able to be present and, and give them what they need for me emotionally, physically, like be there, like not just be there in person, but like mentally be there. And so just reading up on ways to improve in that realm. And that that's been a big thing for me this year. This was my year that I was going to kick all my demons out, <laughs> you know, right. so exorcism. Yeah, exactly. I, I love all these memes are going around now of like what everybody, their new year's resolutions for 2020 and like what's happened by March. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. January first, twenty twenty is going to be my year. March fifteenth, twenty twenty, wiping wipes ass with coffee filter. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's what it was. That's such a good one. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. And you oh. know, um, I don't know when this will air, and at what point in this um, crazy stuff going on, but that's been the weird silver lining about right now. It's like. I, this is like, it's taken a, almost a pandemic for me to give myself permission to really not give a shit if I'm checking my email while I'm sitting here with my kids right now. I'm like, the whole world is sort of on pause. So for me, I'm like, hey, make the most of it. That's that weird bright spot in the midst of all the darkness for me right now. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually super calm and I'm just like enjoying the time. It's weird. Yeah. I know that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, because the expect expectations have been severely lowered, right? Everyone's yes. like, well, yes. we're just going to see. <laughs> like we yeah, think exactly. we said before we record, you know, it's like everyone's on a snow day. Yes. Yep. Everyone's on I, a snow it's day. Like, so. Yeah. Like, okay, we're just going to wait and see when this passes, I guess. Yeah. You know? In the last time I for all this. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Let's say hopefully the roof doesn't cave in. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no but what, I feel what, like I might actually have a snow leak. <laughs> it's funny you say that right there. But anyways, um, but I think that's going to be the lesson I try to carry from all this is like you don't have to have anybody's permission to actually be present and unwind. Like you can set the boundaries. You can deal with that stuff in time frames. And like it's like, oh, this might change the way I function a little bit when all is said and done for the better. Yeah. I think put a pause here, everyone. Let that. Fill the room. Like, I think that's going to be the tagline of this year. Yeah. Everyone's facing the, their priorities, you yeah. know, like uh, of what, what your priorities really are and what they are right wow. now. And it, it's, it's been a huge, I'd like, it's, I mean, other than like, I, I'm not real excited about like, you know, laying off people possibly and you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. But other, like, if you could just ignore all that stuff, which is out of our control, um, the, the peace that everyone, you know, and like, what are the choices we're making right now? And what are we going to learn from this? What's going to shift? Yeah. Individually and collectively. It's kind of yeah. cool. It is cool. It's, um, yeah, there's I don't want like a bunch healing, of healing that can be found. In yeah. The there's, yeah. In a pause. Yeah. I mean, I mm -hmm. really don't want a bunch of fucking people to die. Let's no, me either. You know, no, like, hey, but that's why like pausing, we're helping prevent that. That's like the other yes, thing. It's like, we're actually yes. doing what you're supposed to be doing by not doing all the things. And Thanks. I'm like, holy cow, I can also Oof. not do all the things when there's not a pandemic going on. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a major, yeah, major lesson. There's going to be so yeah. many of our, our favorite speakers, like Brene and all, all these people are going to have their, their uh, you know, their coronavirus editions of like, yes. The lessons you're going to take from this, you know, exactly. for the however, however long we were in, you know, this shutdown or distancing, I don't know. Whatever we want to call it. All the buzzwords. Yes, all them buzzwords. I remember yeah. when curated I love, and authentic yeah. and authentic yes. self used to really, I was like, oh my God, if I have to hear those words one more time now, like, this year it's going to be social distancing. And yes. Oh God. Yeah. I wrote, I wrote down something you said earlier, and this is so poignant right now. Never waste a crisis. Yes. <laughs> Never waste a good crisis. Exactly. Yes. Hence yes. why we started a new, you, this is so silly on that note. So I'm serial yes. entrepreneur. My husband yes, I was about to say. Yeah. Now we, now we also are starting a beef, direct from rancher to consumer, simple one product ground beef distribution in nice packaging, flat, can store it really well in a freezer. And um, 
going to try to tie it in with some charity stuff too. And uh, yeah, there's your good crisis. People need to eat still. And yeah, food coming through shipment is a new thing, you know, yeah. like, Oh, I love it. But that's also perfect. Cause I was going to tie it back and be like, okay, you know, what's up for you next. And like you had the show, uh, mountain mamas. We talked about yep. it with Tracy. Um, people, can they find that on like HGTV uh, or something? It, it was on, on uh, demand. It was. And I don't know if it still is, but cause they were going to maybe re-air it. I don't know. It is called mountain mamas. Yep. There's some clips. It's still on their website. Um, so yeah, this might, change the course of all that stuff too though like tv production is like completely shut down so who knows more, yeah i know certainty but again um having having this break from filming with this slowdown like has like given me a little time to like recoup with just like mm-hmm. energetically and i'm like you know if we don't go into more filming it's like life is pretty good right now i mean other than the pandemic thing happening but right. yeah, other yeah. than that uh, yeah life is pretty yeah. good and it was a cool experience and i learned a lot and i met great people and it's helped grow our business and I'm grateful for it, but you know, whatever comes next in that and with the TV world, um, cool. If there's more of it, but other than that, like I just look forward to continuing to grow the real estate business and also like our music venue business once things calm down. And then, you know, the, the beef thing's cool. It ties us back to the family ranch for my husband, which is something he's been wanting to do. And so there'll be more, we were joking about how many freaking LLCs we have. He's like, how many LLCs does this make? I'm like, oh my God, kill me. <laughs> yeah. You know. We're down to one now. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So oh, that's, that's awesome. Nice. For me, it's uh, shifting out of being a survival mode and into settling into everything we've worked hard for and enjoying it. Slowing, slowing down in the ways that I have control over, you know, with my mind and my time with my family, but still kicking ass at work. I, I still enjoy it. Like I, I love, you know, I love that. I love to work. I, if I didn't, I don't think I'd be where I am, but I also really love my family and I want to enjoy that more than I've let myself. Yeah. 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 Here's the, the gift of time is like right here for everyone right now. Yeah. We don't know how exactly. long. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to follow you, tell me your social media stuff. You have a website. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's get to all that fun stuff. For real estate, if you're searching in the Southwest Montana area, we'd love, <laughs> kidding, like a shameless plug. But anyways, JackieandTracy.com. Um, we're real estate brokers at our Coldwell Banker Distinctive Properties here in Bozeman. And then on Instagram, um, we're Jackie underscore and Tracy. So on um my personal one is JB Wiki, J B W I C K Y. It's set to private, but if I see a little, I usually can tell where the come from. I'll, I'll accept you. Right. Um, yeah. As long as you're not a creepy dude, okay? No, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then, I know. I know. <laughs> and then for um, our business one, we are Jackie, J A C K I E underscore A N D underscore Cherisi. And also um, for our music venue, which is kind of a fun one. That's one of my more favorite accounts. It's a little, it's more exciting. You can follow that one at um, Live from the Divide. Oh, cool. And there's a good Facebook page for that too. So I'm just going to make sure that I have that. Yep. Just at Live from the Divide. And then stay tuned for our beef business because that's coming next, baby. (laughs) Speaking my language. (laughs) Yeah. Well, cool. Uh, Before we leave... Uh, is there anything else? Did we miss anything? 
Um, there's different, you know, bottom line, we all we have different phases in our life and in our careers. And it's okay to reset once you've gotten through one stage and reset and kind of point in a new direction. And that's what I feel like I've done recently. And don't be afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And like, I, I just appreciate women who uh, like have been through this shit like me yeah. and then like are on the other side and we're like, Oh yeah, no, let me tell you what happened. So that like if the whole point is to like lessen the suffering of someone else. Yeah, you know what I mean? So you look at people you think are successful and it's like, you have yes. is no success idea. Is like pregnancy. Everybody congratulates you, but nobody knows how many times you got screwed to achieve it or fucked however you want to say it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my other favorite one. It's true. Um, yeah. It's just good to know that like everybody gets to where they are and has their hurdles, and we all go through it. And you're not alone. But take care of yeah. yourself, damn it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, and I'll remind everyone that I'm on all the social medias at, and everything is at LaJoy Society, which is L A J O I E Society. That's my maiden name. I don't know. If- Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's what that's what this is all going to be called because I, I'm Browning is my married name, which I love. And I wanted to be a tribe with my family, but I was so like, cute. LaJoy is such a great, yeah. Um, anyway, I'm at LaJoy Society, and uh, rate, review, and subscribe, and listen to us next week. We'll have another awesome story about like, uh, but I'm calling it the thorns and the flowers, cactus theme. <laughs> Everything up to this point has led me here And there's nowhere I'd rather be Than to be here All the things that made no sense i